gentlemen, we met via Twitter, and I'm very honored, first and foremost, to have met you guys, because, you know, based on what I do as a blues musician and a folklorist for blues history and African-American culture, this mysterious person in your family, someone who should be celebrated, who is celebrated, and should be celebrated even more. Would you kindly tell us who this relative is? This relative, thanks for having us, first of all. This relative, his given name is William Bunch. He's professionally known as Petey Weed Straw. Mm. Now, wait a second. James, what's your last name? Bunch. So you share names with Petey. Absolutely. I just wanted to make that clear. Y'all hear what's going on here and, and the the re, the realness of this. We're talking to direct descendants of Peter Wheatstraw. Now, the story is very interesting. I would like you to tell us how you found out that you were related to Peter Wheatstraw. And who are you to him? Are you his cousin, brother... I'm one of 13 of his great nephews. And it's a very mysterious story, and we're glad to, to have the opportunity to share this with you and your listening audience. Back in the mid-90s, I had a brother, one of Petey's great nephews, was attending the University of Arkansas in Fayetteville. One sunny day, he was standing outside of the library. He was exiting the library, and a gentleman walked up to him with, with a newspaper article. And he asked him, are you related to William Bunch? Now, my brother thought, well, of course I am. That's my brother's son. <laughs> my brother thought it was his nephew. Right. And then the gentleman shared the article with him. He said, no, I'm not talking about your nephew. I'm talking about... Uh, this gentleman. So my brother read the article, and he thought, well, I don't know that fellow. So my brother then took that newspaper article home with him, back to his dorm room, and uh, put it away. He never mentioned this to anyone. Two years later, he brought that very newspaper article home to our parents. He shared the article with our parents and asked our parents, are we related to this gentleman? And at that time, our parents, Addie Bunch and Jewel Bunch, related to him, yes, that was you guys' great uncle. Wow. And so that's when this journey started. You know, we wanted to, you know, know as much about him as we possibly could, you know, and, and we began to fill our, our, this empty vessel, you know, with, the knowledge of who he was to us and how he was related to us. Wow, that's deep. Now, you also shared something else with me that I have to bring up because that is a big part of blues culture, blues nostalgia, and the myth of the devil in the blues. Now, there's a reason why you guys just found out that P.D. Wheatstraw was your relative and that no one knew. Share that with us, please. Sure. The reason why 
this was held from us was because Petey's father, James Munch, and uh, my great-grandfather, James Munch, was very religious. You know, during this time, they, Petey was a child of the Depression era, and everybody was suffering then, of course, throughout America. Right. But my great-grandfather was very religious, uh, church-going uh, people, Bible thumpers, if you will. <laughs> and so out of his children, he wanted to make sure that they all went to church and they got to know God. And so when Petey, uh, I assume, became musical and wanted to play this blues, stuff that he probably heard in local juke joints and that sort of thing, uh, my great-grandfather said no, and he forbade Peter to do it. Well, naturally, you know, if you've got a God-given talent, you're going to use it. So Peter began to use his talent going against his, his father, and so he couldn't control Peter because Petey left, left home at an early age, but he did control his other brothers and sisters and forbade them to even you know, talk about Petey, uh, speak about him around the home. And so that carried into the later uh, descendants, my father. And so my father, when we were growing up, he never spoke of Petey. Our mother never spoke of him. But as a little boy, I remember... You know, I would hear people say when I would go out amongst friends, I'm Petey Weestraw, the devil's son-in-law. And mm. we would just giggle and thought, man, that's funny. <laughs> but we had no idea he was our relative. Wow. And so that's why it took all of these decades for us to learn about our great uncle and his contribution to not only blues here in America, but worldwide. That's right. He's a, he's a big cat. But I just have to bring home again that you guys are living the actual history of the blues. You know what I mean? Because it was frowned upon by certain people in the community. So this this is a this is like you guys are getting real history. Y'all better be taking out your pencils and papers and writing some notes down. How has this journey, learning that Petey Wheatstraw, who's actually, I mean, this guy's a phenomenal musician and quite relevant in the blues community to this day. How, how has this journey changed your life? Well, it's been you know, quite an inspiration. I'll say it like this, because, you know, particularly today with social media, I mean, there's so much, you know, and it, the, his reach now is so vast, you know, uh, particularly as it relates to, you know, the video, uh, his music, you know, and you can go online and access it. You can go online now and, and buy some of his music. And so... What we have started on and how this has affected us is, you know, once we got to know our relations, you know, with him, our thing was then, okay, you know, we heard about all these great artists. We've seen other artists receive uh, awards for their contribution. And so we want to make certain, because of the way he was treated in the past, you know, throughout his life, uh, the way his life ended, uh, 
the way this mystery mystery was kept, you know, away from his uh, relatives, his descendants now. So we want to make certain that he receives all of the necessary awards uh, that's due to him for his contribution. Mm. And so we started this journey, uh, you know, going on 15 years now. So wow. Trying to have him recognized with one of the most prestigious awards for, for musicians, and that's the Grammy. Absolutely. So, right, we've reached out, you know, we've started uh, to reach out to uh, folks at uh, the National Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences, and we were told to do certain things in order to get this track started right. And uh, so it's been very inspirational. You know, when we talk to people like yourself, we are inspired because we're just blown away, you know, with his impact that he's had on, on folks uh, of all races. Right. He, so he's we, definitely inspired a lot of guitar players and singers. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, I want to bring something up that I also find extremely important. And I, I really commend you guys for doing this because in most cases like this, the person who owns the rights to the music or images of these original bluesmen from the past usually is not a family member and nine times out of ten swindled these rights away from the family. Now, you guys own his music rights, correct? Absolutely. CD has a music music catalog of a 161 songs, mm. and we own the publishing rights to all of those songs. That's, I mean, that's really a blessing. That's really huge. I have to say this might be the first, I really think this is the first time I've heard that the family was able to do that. Do, do you care to share with us the process that was, was it hard? Was, you know, I know it's a victory. Right, right. Well, what we did was, you know, once we, you know, uh, started looking into, you know, who he was, uh, where he was living at the time of his death, we hired an attorney. And that attorney out of Little Rock, Arkansas, uh, did an estate search. And in that, that search, my great uncle, right, we, we, well, we found that he had a son, and of course he was married. But, uh, in his search, this attorney found that they were not living and mm. that there were no other living heirs except the oldest living heir at the time was my father, uh, Mr. Jewel Bunch. And currently today, he's 88 years old. He's still living. God and bless. so Petey's estate fell to him. And with that, we then began to reach out to VMI, uh, ASCAP, and BMI uh, signed us up as the, the people who own the publishing rights for Petey's music. And it's been that way now for the last 15, 15 years or so. Wow. that That is huge. That's one big victory for all of us, musicians, uh, uh, entertainers. So many people don't own their work themselves. That's that's huge. Now, just on a side note, were you named after your great grandpa? 
no, I've asked my mother that question, <laughs> and they said, uh, no, no, I wasn't. Okay, so now, Rico, you are the the social media guy in this. And yes, um, me, uh, me, and my wife, uh, Letitia uh, Doty, we uh, we both share the load on social media, but I'm I'm more pro, you know I'm more accessible to it. But yeah, but we both share the load on the so, on social media. Okay, so explain to the good folks where or how you fit in. Are you a, a relative of PD? How does this work? I'm I'm actually. Uh, James' uh, son-in-law. I married uh, his daughter, Letitia. But that's how I came in the family. Okay, so now, why, what What made this important to you? To Because you were the one who actually reached out to me. What made this important to you to help your father-in-law and, and your family uh, preserve this very important legacy? Well, it, it's, it's kind of funny, but... Uh, before I even met uh, uh, Letitia, my wife, uh, before I even met her, I I was a manager at a CD and uh, tape shop in Baton Rouge, where I'm from, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Oh, all right. God and, bless. Um, my, my, my uncle, a couple of my uncles lived there and aunts. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. All right. All right. Uh, so we, uh, so I met Letitia when she came into the store one day, you know, you know, did a little game, you know, rap a little game to her. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> hey, man, don't, don't try to hit me, Dad, okay? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, we started talking, and she told me then about, uh, did we have any PD We Straw music? And that was just me just talking to her before I even, you know, wanted to start anything with her. And she was asking, did we have any PD We Straw music? And I was like, PD We Straw? I said, you mean like Ruby Raymore? Wow. And she's like, no, no Rudy Ray, but that's the only Peter Weaver I ever heard of. And um, and she's like, no, the blues musician. I said, nah, I never heard of him. And so, you know, then I never thought anything about it ever since then. And so then when we finally got married, and I guess I was privileged to be into the fold of, of this, you know, of, of this music uh, that he tried to do, then I started reading about him. I started, you know, researching, listening to his music, and I'm like, "Wow, yeah, this, this is something. This is something awesome." Yeah. Now, with the fast forward to doing the social media, um, I there's something I just I just thought of on a whim, and I said, well, "Wait a minute, what is the best way to get his music and, and is through social media?" So that's when I started the tw- uh, Twitter, Instagram. Even a Facebook page, and even the GoFundMe account with the music, right? To relaunch it, you know, to the world, to the masses, and so that's where I came into that, you know. So now I guess I'm a officially a bunch now. So <laughs> I guess like I said, he's my he's my great great uncle. That's right, <laughs> and you're the PR person. So we're going to talk about that GoFundMe page, but I'm happy you brought up the Rudy Ray Moe, K.A. Dolomite movie, The Devil's Son-in-Law, because that was one of my favorite movies at a very early age, like 9 or 10, right? Because I'm, I'm a black exploitation uh, connoisseur, so to speak. But it, right. it, the irony is most people do not know that was based off of P.D. Wheatstraw, the blues musician. That's right. 
you know. And I would like to also use Rico as an example because most mm-hmm. hip hop generation from some some generation from Motown to to Def Jam does not even understand the role P.D. Wheatstro played in allowing black music, African-American cultured music to be the uh, predominant music of American history. You know, as a, he was a phenomenon, and here's why he was a great phenomenon. If you think about it, he grew up in the South, down in Arkansas. He was born, born in Ripley, Tennessee, but the family later moved to Arkansas. He grew up in the South, during the Depression era, and he was an African-American. However, with all of that, he was still able to uh, write and produce more than 160 160 songs as an African-American during that time. He was able to move about. He was able to go to uh, uh, the big farms owned by whites and play at barn dances. So he was able to accomplish a lot, yes. you know, during that time uh, and being right. an African With all this being said, and Rico brought up the GoFundMe page, James, you brought up the push for the Grammy and the owning of, mm-hmm. of the rights. What mm-hmm. What is the project now? What do you guys, besides getting him his, his, his the, the uh, celebrity, so to speak, or actually not the celebrities, the rewards and awards that he rightfully deserves because mm-hmm. many people have not recorded that much music that good. What right. what are you guys looking to do? You have a couple of projects that you, you want to celebrate, Petey. What are you guys looking to do? That's correct. I let Rico, my son-in-law, he's in charge of that, so he's going to explain those those two projects too. Okay. okay. Yeah, we uh, right now we are working on two projects. The first project is is more of a intermediate kind of thing. It's like that's the one that's pretty quick that we can get to right now. Is his uh, great great nephews? They all mu- they uh, they are musicians, mm. and the, and we starting a Peter Weistar tribute band that will play all over uh, overseas in Europe and here in here in America. You know, we we trying to get them out there because uh, they all have to, they are very talented in music, you know, just like he was. And you know, we want people to see that his bloodline still runs, you know, through them. That's right. As far as you know, their 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 music, their persona, everything. That's the first project. Not to mention, Petey was a gangster. <laughs> That's right, right. <laughs> you know from his lyrics, you know he yeah, he talks about some stuff. Yeah. And, and, and another side note about that, that's what I want to say earlier, you know how these rappers now have this persona about, you know, they're this and they're that. Just think about what Petey did back then with saying that he's a devil's son-in-law. Right. That was very taboo back then. Right? It absolutely looks. And, <laughs> and, and that was, I want to say, that, see, that was his gimmick. We, you know, people have asked us about that. Because, you know, they sort of look at it as being a dark side. Mm-hmm. But I think his father, who didn't understand what he was doing at the time, you know, everybody, every artist today got to have a hook. Yes. And I believe that that was Petey's gimmick to get him the attention that caused him to skyrocket. 
know, and, and when you think about these hip hop artists of today, you know, Rico and I was talking about this just the other day. If we were going to compare Petey with some of today's artists, we would look at hip hop, and two artists stick stick out. That's Jay Z and Kanye West. Mm. Kanye, because of the bad boy persona, and Petey, if you listen to his lyrics, he was definitely a bad boy. Yes, but indeed. Jay Z. Because a lot of people today, you know, a lot of the rappers, Jay-Z's at the top of the game. You know, he's a pinnacle. And a lot of people want to imitate uh, Jay-Z and knock him off the top. And during Petey's time, a lot of people wanted to imitate Petey. Absolutely. Uh, I.e. Robert Johnson, you know, Robert Nighthawk, folks that he ran with up there, you know, in St. Louis during that, that time uh, in history. Mm-hmm. No, you know, I'm I'm happy that you guys brought that up and touched on it because there is a not only a direct parallel between the blues and hip hop, but like yourselves, the hip hop is the great great grandchild of the blues. You know, right, yeah, the, the style is the same. It's 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 born out of lack of resource and oppression. It, there's, there's no European influences. It's, it's just here now is what we got, and the older folks didn't. Or the older folks didn't understand. <laughs> you're right, you're right. Yeah. You know, so there, there's and, there's a lot of parallels. And by the way, real bef- while we're on this topic, and you brought up um, the great the PD Weestor tribute band. That's his great great nephews. There's hip-hop involved in that, isn't there? Yeah, there, there is an unofficial uh, project that they did uh, some time ago. Um, and it's a rap song from one of uh, P.D.'s songs, Trucking Through Traffic. And I, I haven't put it out there. Uh, you know, I haven't done anything with it. It's just, it's in the holster, if you, if you will. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, they, those guys are very, very talented and... The world, you know, the all Pete fans would would love to hear these guys play because they are very, very good. So now, there's another project that you guys have in the works. Are, are you at liberty to to discuss that, or is that confidential? No, it's, no, it's not confidential because most most people that hear this, uh, they might want to get on board. Uh, but what we try to do is, uh. This, and that came from them, the the guys who uh, his great great nephews doing you know rap songs and and I've already posted two uh, songs that they did with Petey. They did a, it's almost like they did a I wouldn't say a duet, but they they both intertwine in, in one song together. Mm. Right, sort of like uh, uh, the Natalie Cole and uh, Nat King Cole. Dig it, thing. dig it. Yeah, and I and I posted that on, on Twitter and Instagram on on Petey's page. Uh, but it's something like that, and that is what, and that's a, a sample of what we're trying to do as far as getting his music out there to the younger audience. And I and I want to say too, pardon me, Rico. All right, go ahead. On this second project that Rico was about to mention, that's the big push for the Grammy because I was told by uh, the local uh, Naris uh, director here in Memphis that in order to get him even nominated for a Grammy, you've got to do something to get his music back out there. And so Rico came up with this idea that he's about to tell you now, and it's called, uh, well, tentatively called the Wheat Straw Project. Mm. Right, yeah, it's called the Wheat Straw Project, and we're trying to get, 
anybody who's you know uh, who's out there that's uh, digging music and local guys uh, enthusiasts of PG's music because we want we want passion on this project. I guess this is a passion project for us, and we want them to uh, put their own twist to one of PG's songs, whatever song they want to choose that's in the 161 catalog. You know, we want to put their own spin to one of his songs. Mm. You know, a 15 track. Yeah, a 15, yeah, 15, 20 track, uh, you know, album. That's, that's very groovy and it's very necessary. You know what I'm saying? And I, yes. I, I know a few that is extremely talented blues musicians that probably would love the opportunity to celebrate Petey. Because after this portion of the show, I get straight into just playing blues music and I get PD requested and sometimes I just play him just cuz <laughs> oh that's that, that's great yeah that's great you know so now are you guys working on a film well as it relates to the film we have put out some feelers you know the, the thing about PD was he was very mysterious you know or at least we've been left with this mystery mm. however you know when we talk to people uh and in our research, you know, we found that, man, he would make, I mean, his life story would be a great feature film. Now, here's what we've done up to this point. We've had a, a writer out of Los Angeles to, uh, to meet with us uh, several years ago. A gentleman, uh, I can't recall his name at the moment, but he met with us about writing, uh, putting together a, a script. We've also reached out to uh, Mr. Morgan Freeman. Uh, he had expressed some interest about three years ago in working with us on this project, but uh, you know nothing never materialized. You know we continue to uh, try to reach out to folks, you know, in in the film industry. We hadn't had much success since we did the thing with with, with Mr. Freeman, but that is one of our goals. We, we believe it would be an Oscar winner if we could just get uh, you know get the right mix of director, actor, and then, you know the most important thing would be a good uh, script based on uh, his life story. Right, like Jamie Foxx and Ray. Absolutely. No, that's very groovy and very very necessary. So now, I want to ask some questions about the family. Like when your brother approached your parents and everything, how 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 are you? How's your father taking this? Because you now this is part of our history and our culture, right? And they he, they were told not to speak to or about this person. So all these right. old emotions and things are resurfacing. How how has that how has that part of the journey been? Well. You know, as I look back and I think about it, my mother was the one that was more proactive. She would drop these little hints, and here's how she would drop one. You know, uh, she would say, you know, we would go, we'd be singing a church song, for instance, you mm -hmm. know, singing a church song there around the house. And she would just blurt out, you know, you guys had a great uncle that used to sing the blues. Mm. And we would go, you know, we were young at the time. We thought, well, okay. <laughs> but that's all we thought. You know, she never said, and hey, this is what he did. Right. This is how big a phenomenon we, he was. We thought she just meant some local guy 
who would go from, you know, from a club, you know, back and forth. Right. And sang the blues. She never said that he produced albums. She never told us that. Wow. And so also we had this, I had an uncle who married, uh, was married to one of Petey's sisters, a gentleman by the name of Leslie McGuire. Mm. Okay, now Leslie McGuire, here's how he's significant. He married my Aunt Mary, and that was the only family that Petey could stay with when he came home to visit. Wow. He couldn't stay with none of the other brothers and sisters, my grandfather, but he did stay with Uncle Les, that's what we called him, Uncle Les, and Aunt Mary. And Uncle Les would teach us gospel song. He sung in the gospel choir. And we were a very religious family. And so Uncle Les would even drop in, hey, you know, you guys, y'all had a great uncle that used to sing the blues. Wow. And we would thought, well, okay, good. But no, <laughs> they didn't take it to, you know, like Paul Harvey, they never told us the rest of the story. <laughs> he was just simply, hey, you know, you, <laughs> right. you know, you, you know, you had this great uncle. Okay, but back to now, when my brother bought this home to the, the folks, I was living in Baton Rouge at the time. And so, uh, you know, I got a phone call. And I was told that, hey, you know, you know, mother and father is telling us the story about uh, our great uncle, you know, Petey Weistrow. I'm thinking, well, I'd heard that story, you know, about Petey Weistrow, the devil's son-in-law. You mean we're related to him? And so they said, yeah. And, you know, and right about then, man, the Internet was hitting big. And wow. actually, we got to researching and researching and researching. And we could only come up with that one picture. You've probably seen it. Yeah. I'm sure all your fans have seen that one picture. And so we got that. But by now, my great-uncle Les, all of uh, Petey's brothers and sisters were dead. And so we couldn't go back now. I'm telling you, it's really sad because, you know, so often, man, I, I recall my uncle, you know, sitting around his house, you know, millions of times, listening to him tell us tales about, you know, Chicago when he used to live up there and all that. But we did not have the knowledge to even say, hey, tell us about Petey Weistrow. Wow. You know, and so we missed that. And I just can imagine, man, you know, some of the things, you know, that he would have told us if we only had had the knowledge to even ask. Right. We didn't have the knowledge to even ask. Now, our father told us uh, a story that he would remember, that he remembered about Petey. He said, before Petey died, he was 11 years old. He said he saw Petey one time. He remembered this vividly. But it was a white gentleman who came and picked Petey up in a pickup truck to take him to do a barn dance. He said he remembered that very vividly. And so, you know, and I try to get him to recall stuff, but, you know, he's at 88 now. Right. And he just, you know, he just can't. And so that's one of the things, man, you know, I, I really feel bad about. You know, we can never get that back. I mean, we had all these individuals. He had four sisters and, uh, you know, three brothers. It was eight of them. Mm. And, man, you know, they all lived there uh, around us. At least most of them did. But we just didn't have the knowledge, man, to even ask. And I guess, you know, that father had instilled in him. Wow. And, you know, that's real old school parenting he's like you know right. he's just real strict and what says goes there's no questions asked right wow well geez and you brought something up i wanted to discuss as well <clears throat> because there's a lot of these quote-unquote blues enthusiasts that are just as worse as the, 
the the guy the enthusiasts that uh have ownership of the music they they mm-hmm. they take uh they manipulate family mem- family members of these artists out of really personal pictures and they won't mm-hmm. release it unless there's a lot of money involved so now mm-hmm. do you have or are you still looking or the 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 picture aspect of PD has transcended with the uh, aunts and uncles and grandparents. No, we don't. We don't have any additional pictures of PD we show. That's it. That's the only one. Wow. Now we're looking, and the reason why I say that is, uh, you know, PD uh, was signed to Vocalion Records. And I think a company called Decca Decca Records out of Chicago, and I just assume, man, there has to be something, you know, in a vault somewhere. We're just assuming that. No, you're and right. It, and here's here's one of the reasons why I was told by uh, some folks, you know, in my research, why uh, one reason why there there aren't any pictures of Pete. Okay, well, we know the family uh, part of it. Right. You know, apparently when he came home, uh, I don't know whether they didn't have money to buy cameras or, but they never took pictures. Now I have pictures of my uh, aunts and uncles. You know, the other is, is uh, my grandfather. Okay, but there's no pictures of Petey. Mm. Now, as it relates to him performing, this is what I was told that back then, although he performed in front of a lot of whites, it was taboo for whites to take pictures of black artists during that time. Now, I don't know if that's factual or not, but that's what I was told. Hmm. Uh, you know, that, that's not crazy because most of the pictures of artists around that time and even before only came from folklorists. Mm-hmm. That's not crazy. The, the, only two, the only two sets of people that would have any pictures would be Lomax type people, like you know the Lomaxes, Alan Lomax and stuff like this, or the the record labels, like you said, because they took pictures of their artists. Right, mm-hmm. that's right. To the audience, you just got a piece of history right now, and the reason why there may not be a lot of pictures of the blues legends that you love so much that you've been looking for, and that's what the show is about. Now, with all that being said, how is the GoFundMe um, campaign going, and what are you guys doing to push it? Well, right now, the only thing we're doing, the only thing I'm doing is uh, I'm uploading, uh, I'm uploading just songs that the that his great great nephews have done, and I'm putting it out there. And I'm also uh, explaining why we're doing this because you know it's GoFundMe, and I understand, you know, people put stuff out there and say, hey, I want $10,000 to get my car clean, or for a new car, <laughs> and I understand people might not be so, you know, inclined to give money for, for a cause, so that's why I'm trying to put more information about his life, who he is, and, and that we are actually family of Petey Weistrow, so, you know, so people who love Petey and Weistrow maybe donate to get to make this happen. Mm. Yeah, so I, I I will update you know once a week to say what's going on, how we're doing, what we're doing, 
you know, to make sure that people know that this is this is real. What we're doing is real, and this is not, uh, you know, a sham or a count or anything. Right, and right. That's why I'm glad that you're bringing us on here to right. let us know that, that that we are well. Right, coming on yeah, the show. Right, that, the show. that there is real descendants out there that who are actually trying to make his uh, music known to the masses. Right, that this is legitimate. You know, I had a conversation. Right, I had a conversation with a, a fellow blues brother of mine about the the fact that those that are descendants of a lot of these people have either passed on or about to. So it's like a it's not only a honor but a breath of fresh air to come across you guys because you want to be able to tell your great uncle's story, your great great uncle's story. You don't want anyone else telling their version of the story. Right. You know, now with that being said, this is what I'm going to ask you right now. If you had the opportunity to talk to someone who can donate to the cause or fund the cause or what have you, what would you tell them or why would you tell them this is really important to you to get this done? Here's what I would say. To, to, you know, someone, a benefactor, if you will. You know, our history is very important. Our history, African-American history, is part of American history. You know, the blues, we brought the blues forward uh, through a number of uh, ways. Um, during the Depression times, during slavery, you know, Every hard cycle in America, you know, Amer black Americans, African Americans was there. And so I would say to them, you know, here's a great opportunity for you to show um, how, as African Americans, we contributed to this great country. Blues is known not only here in America, but, but worldwide. And Petey Weistraw was one of the originators if you will, of this great genre of music. And I believe, you know, it would be to the detriment of history, particularly uh, musical history, if he did not get his just rewards, his recognition. And so that's why we're asking people, you know, to support what we're trying to do so that he can get that Grammy of award and totalize his greatness. And we believe that this would be a great recognition for our uh, great great uncle. Mm. And to to piggyback on that, my for me, and I know I, I uh, speak for my father-in-law, that one of the biggest uh, accomplishments right now for the living is to see my grandfather, uh, my grandfather-in-law, I'm just gonna say my grandfather, to accept that award in honor of Petey. That is the that is the mm. biggest biggest accomplishment that we that we are looking for for this that's why we're doing this you know that's why I, i'm you know all in on, on this project because i believe in it so much even as a as an outsider i believe this project is is very much needed not only for african-american culture but for american culture as well because if you know back then blues was pretty much taboo to everybody uh to you know to caucasian americans because 
they couldn't just outright say, oh, yes, I listen to PG music. You know, it right. has to be something that, that had to be low-key into doing. Right, right. right. And I also wanted to mention, uh, since we're on this subject, you know, recently, you know, President Obama, uh, you know, they opened up the uh, African-American Museum in Washington, D.C. And one of the first things I had uh, Rico do, my social media guru, was to Google to see if they had anything <laughs> on P.D. Weestraw in there. And naturally they didn't, of course. But, you know, with that Grammy, I think we could get him in there, you know, with, with, with the Grammy Award. And it just so happened, man, that the, the director of the African American Museum is Dr. Lonnie Bunch. Wow. No relations, I don't think. You never <laughs> know. He's the director. Right, that's right. We don't know. Well, uh, look, with your grandfather walking across, with your father walking across that stage, collecting and receiving that Grammy in the name of Petey Wheatstraw, I know Petey would be somewhere smiling. Absolutely. Because not even for the fact that he got the award, but a relative was able to receive the award for him because I'm quite sure as much and as great as an artist he was it had to bother him to be estranged from the family so for a family member to be able to receive that that's almost like the full circle you know right right and the world needs to see that and and I'm going to piggyback on both of your statements because this is what this platform is about Mm -hmm. african-american history is extremely important and is american history and there would be no elvis there would be no Mm -hmm. um what's this dude great balls of fire uh jerry Jerry lewis Lewis. right (laughs) that's right that's right you know him and his preaching brother um that's right look man i know i told you there would be none of these folk without the likeness of peter wheatstro and cats mm-hmm. like him you right. know and i'll just take it a step further that music documented our experience on this land good bad and different right. and entertainment wise so this is really important. It needs to be told and it needs to be out there. You know what I'm saying? Yes, of course. So now, when can we expect an album? What's going on here? Well, like I said, it's, it's, it's all about uh, getting the people in place, uh, finding a studio. Because I'm going to be honest, and I hope I can say this today without you getting mad at me, but we're, we're coming, we're, you know, we're, we're working people. You know, we, you know, I have a little knowledge of the music industry, but I know, uh, to what I do know is, everything costs money. Yeah. Studio time, the artists, everybody costs, everybody costs money. And so right now we're in a planning stage of it, even just, even to just reach out to, uh, to the people who, who, who will be interested in, in doing this project, you know, it, it could be taxing and, you know, it could getting the, the resources to yeah. go fund me, Right, right. It's important to that. Yeah, that, that, is, that is the reason why. Because, uh, it, it, 
you know, that's the reason why I was saying that I post a lot of stuff on there to make sure that, that they know that we are family descendants from PD, so they won't think that this is just a, a fake account, that somebody just want money. Right. No, it's, it, you know, the money is just for to get PD's name out there. So, so tell people the links where they can get the Twitter, where they can go to the GoFundMe page, and if you have a website. Okay. Um, right now, the Twitter page, uh, the Twitter is, uh, it's at PD Wee Straw, without the, without the W, because, you know, Twitter only gives you so many characters. <laughs> so it's just, it's just PD Wee Straw without the W. You know, and the, uh, the GoFundMe is, uh, GoFundMe, uh, backslash PD Wee Straw. And the Instagram, uh, you got some stuff on Instagram, is the real PD Wee Straw. Mm. Mm. Yo, yo, you guys really need to go out and support this. Do you guys have a website? No, we don't have a website as of as of yet. Uh, but we are we are working on it. You know. Um, oh, we also do have a Facebook fan page, and it's uh, PD Weestraw. Uh, get a Grammy for PD Weestraw. So you have a Facebook page to to push the 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 agenda of the Grammy. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's it's it's, it's basically a um, it's a fan page because it's a uh, help Petey Weestraw, uh, William Bunch mm. get a Grammy. Yeah, uh, because this is this is a project uh, that I think everybody who who loves blues, who loves a good American story, can you know get behind. Absolutely. All right. And for what it's worth, I'll say it again: so many people love his music and love the story behind the music in terms of the the devil son-in-law and things of this nature this is your opportunity now we're about we're about to 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 wrap up and first and foremost i, I want to say yet again it was a truly an honor rapping with you gentlemen and finding out this history about your family yeah, same here man we we enjoy being on here uh we thank you for reaching out to help us get uh, Petey's story out there. You know? Right, right. And we, we think we'll, this is just one of the avenues, and we're very grateful, you know, for this opportunity. And uh, we think, uh, you know, your audience uh, is very interested in hearing our story, and we're glad to bring it. Groovy. And with that being said, if there was one last thing that you wanted people to know about either Petey or how this journey in learning your connection to PD affect you, affected you, and it's affecting you, what would that be? For me, this would be a labor of love. And uh, we're hoping and praying that the end result will be uh, the Grammy Award, which we believe if we receive the Grammy Award, that would mean we have reintroduced his music for another generation of fans. And so that, to me, would be, you know, a great accomplishment for, for William Bunch, the artist professionally known as Petey Weistrow. Mm. And my, my takeaway is, it's just plain and simple, just by hearing this story, it, it, you know, to all your listeners, ask your parents everything. <laughs> Get it out of them. <laughs> you don't know who you're related to and who you might know in your family, because I've because now my parents are dead going, I can't ask them who I'm related to. I could be related to somebody, a uh, president or something, for all I know. Wow. 
<laughs> but but that's the truth. That's the truth. It's funny. My yeah. wife and I discuss that all the time because our grandparents has passed. So I have one remaining. So I stay on top of him because you you just never you really never know. You never know, gentlemen. This has been awesome. This has been true blues worthy. Real great. All right. So y'all know what it is. Y'all been bluesing with Jack Dapper Blues, my guests, James Bunch, Rico Dottie. These are relatives of the late, great William Bunch, K.A. Peter Weekstro. Stay on top of it. Go to, the fan, go to the fan page on Facebook. Go to the GoFundMe page. Follow them on Twitter and Instagram. And stay tuned, because you know what? I think I'm going to be playing some Petey this evening. <laughs> 